Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is our next episode of It's Not That Bad or Is It Bad movie reviews. Sorry, Grant. But anyways, uh, our next episode is Jigsaw 2017, so the newest Saw movie in the trilogy. Trilogy? Series? Fuck. There's three of these? <laughs> when I think of like a series of movies, I think trilogy. I'm sorry. Yes, because most... Uh... Movies have the sense to end after three, but Saw is coming up on number nine in 2021. Yes, should be a good one. But as of now, um, with Jigsaw 2017, which I remember we did see in theaters, of course, now we're re uh, watching it and reviewing it. It actually did really good in the box office. I know the last movies we've done, it's like they either broke even or they did lose money, but. With a budget of ten million and a box office of one hundred three million, I mean, Saw's really famous for that of being super low budget, really high grossing movies, which kind of kicked off the low budget horror genre because that's how we got Get Out. That's how we got uh, uh what's the ah, fuck? What is it? There's a horror movie where a guy's blind and people go to rob the house. Do you remember it? No, I don't remember that one. Oh, so There's blind that they the house. Yeah, so they go to ride this blind veteran who has like twenty thousand dollars in his safe or something because his kid got killed. I don't remember it. I just remember some rape and it's weird. Uh, but anyway, that movie also did super well. I think it's called like Don't Speak or something like that. Um, but all these kind of uh, Blumhouse, that's a production company that does a lot of these uh, movies where they're super low budget but kind of interesting story do super good in the box office and saw kind of kickstarted that mm, okay see i didn't know that but unfortunately our uh famous movie critics disagree with i guess how well jigsaw actually did so if it's okay with you i guess to kick this off i'll go ahead and you always say like famous movie critics nobody knows who these people oh, are. oh they got you know they're on Rotten tomatoes they got their own little profiles here they're famous Sort of. Rotten Tomatoes is owned by a production team. They just put whatever when makes them look good or provokes people to go see the movie. I just want to make these people sound important, all right? All right, fine. <laughs> Give them a boost to their ego because they're lowly $10 an hour. What, what did you say earlier? Uh, these guys go to journalism school to go work at shitty editorials. <laughs> yeah, they go to journalism school. They think they're going to get out and be Walter Cronkite, like on the news, reporting everything. Nope. Get fucking shit canned to the movie review section of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Shout out to Yeen. Uh, just a couple I wanted to read here, which I feel like kind of describes uh, the current idea of what the Saw series is really about. So, Kimberly Elizabeth, Nightmare on Film Street. I love that name. Been there, done that, which, like I was telling you, I agree. I mean, I feel like at now we're at the eighth movie. I think people are kind of getting tired of the Saw series, it should have ended, you know, at five, six, whatever it may be. Hey, it had a proper send-off with number seven. It and did, though. They it really dragged it back. Yeah. Which we'll get to in the movie, because I totally forgot about a big aspect of that movie, or this movie we're doing. Uh, here we go. So, Jigsaw is neither the most original movie, nor the most surprising. Not even the bloodiest in the series. John Torres, Espinoff. So, I'll take that as like a... Uh, me. And of course, my favorite here from Emily Yoshida. Watching Jigsaw go about his torture business is about as interesting as watching a child burn ants. A dumb and ugly waste of energy, resources, and time. That's a tough one. 
I mean, I gotta disagree because I spent twenty dollars to watch it. So don't want to do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I uh, found a free version, but boy, did my iPad! No, pay. I didn't spend money on this one. God, I'm not spending money. Oh, okay. Watch it now. I meant when we went to go see it originally. Oh yeah, true. Okay, okay, fair enough. You done? Not gonna bless me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess without further ado, do you want to hop into it? Of course. So we open the movie to a car chase scene with a guy named Edgar being chased by the cops who crashes his car and jumps out to climb to the top of a building where he grabs some sort of remote control device uh, and requests that Detective Halloran be brought to him. Yeah, so he shows up as other cops have their guns drawn on Edgar. He tells Halloran that he, has decide, or he decides who will die or else Edgar himself will die. And of course, Edgar, you know, says, I'm not going to die. Uh, Halloran takes his gun out just as Edgar pulls the trigger. And we have a little shootout here where the cops blow off Edgar's hand and destroy the trigger. But Edgar ends up getting shot in the chest against Halloran's orders. Yep. So Halloran goes ahead and tells all the cops, aim for his hand. If he goes to, sh you know, hit the button, then everybody shoot his hand and destroy it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're too late. He hits the button and we start our game. So our game wakes up, or our game members wake up, and they're all covered with a bucket on their head with an eye hole to see out of. Uh, and everybody but one lone person on the very right uh, wakes up and starts, you know, kind of screaming about their situation because they have a chain around their neck and they see a bunch of saws lining the, the wall. Mm -hmm. And a recording plays from John Kramer or Jigsaw explaining that in order to survive, blood must be given. So I guess that's when the game starts and the chains start to pull the group toward the wall where buzzsaws are sticking out and ready to cut these fools up. Yep. And one of the game members named Anna, who we get introduced to later, uh, realizes that she should probably take things literally and that a blood sacrifice literally just means that they just need to cut themselves and they'll be let through. Which doesn't make sense to me, and I want to see if it makes sense to you. What would happen if they all just stayed still and they hit it? They wouldn't die. It would just open the door, right? Because all the blades stop as soon as they hit it. You're saying... Sorry, now, now I'm lost here. You're saying if they would have stayed still... Like, you know how they all like put their hand up or something like that, and it cut them a little bit, and then the blades stop and the door opened up? Uh-huh. So if they just got dragged into the blades and they were like kicking and screaming the whole way and they just barely touched it, the blades stop and doors open. So Seriously. nobody should be able to die in this. I was thinking, like I guess one guy tries to do it with like his finger, like you barely cut yourself and you're let, and you're let free basically. Well, like even saying. with Carly, the, the blonde hair girl, mm -hmm. uh, she accidentally gets like thrown into it back first and the blades all stop and she gets away. Mm -hmm. So... If they were all dragged into the blades, they couldn't have died. They would just spit. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what, this shouldn't have killed anybody. However, because I guess logic, uh, the guy who was asleep wakes up during being dragged to the the wall, and he, you know, at this point, for what we see, dies there. Yeah. So. Now, my notes in red here, which I really wanted to get to, is how these buckets work. Like, it was, a, it was a bucket, I guess, with some sort of latch underneath their chin that kept the bucket secured or something. Because I could have sworn there was a point where some guy looks up and you just see the bottom of his head. And I'm just like, wait a second, what? I'm not sure if it was a lash underneath the chin or some sort of clamp to the head. 
because like for example when they find the the dead body with the bucket on there and the morticians like try to get it off it just clicks off like so i think Mm. it was like clamped to their head okay yeah and another thing too was how you know and i I might be reading too much into these saw movies which i shouldn't but for the sake of what we're doing i am how is this thing supposed to know that they cut themselves some sort of blood meter on the ch- behind the saws, or well, I think because the whole thing about this is, you know, sorry to spoil the ending. This all takes place in the past. This was John Kramer's first game. Yes, I think he was physically watching everybody to watch what they were doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't think that this was kind of like how in the rest of the saws they have to fill a vial with blood or something like that. I think he was manually controlling what happened. You know what? We'll get to it, and that answers a big part of my question later on, which we will get to. Yep. But, uh, yeah, as you said, um, so the fifth person is unconscious and is seemingly killed, and we get our characters, our four, sorry, three. Nope, four. Is four, sorry, four that make it to the end, so. Yep, so our four characters who uh, get on through, just to introduce them now, because it goes into a different part after this. Uh, so we have Anna, who is kind of a... Uh, uh, red slash brunette haired girl uh mitch who is a black guy with flannel on a ryan a kind of overweight dude in sweats and carly who is uh, dressed like a leather jacket yes yep so our next scene here uh, a woman is jogging to the park when of course it cuts to a crowd of people gathered by a bridge and she turns around and screams to see uh the body that is hung from the bridge which we think is the first victim of the saw game However, another thing to disprove about this. So when she was like getting ready to jog and everything, because as soon as she starts jogging, people are already looking up at it. She was facing in the direction that the body was. So it's saw logic doesn't play well with real logic. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, uh, so now with uh, basically... uh, them finding the body. Uh, detectives Hunt and Halloran now watch over Edgar and discuss whether or not the games, in quote, are actually going on uh, before going to grab uh, Logan. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Logan Nelson and Eleanor Bonville. Not Bonneville. Yet. Not yet. Yep, not yet. Excuse me? So, oh, wait, wait, yep, you're right. Sorry. I was reading a different part Excuse of my Excuse me? I'm sorry. <laughs> So anyways, we cut to Logan Nelson and Eleanor Bonville, who are about to cut open the body of the Buckethead, I'll call him. Uh, Hunt offers condolences to Logan, which is the other detective in this movie, who we find out his wife has passed away recently. So once they take off the bucket, we can see that uh, the head has been severed in half, presumably, presumably by the buzzsaw. On the neck is a chunk of flesh cut in the shape of a jigsaw puzzle. Yes, and inside that wound is a flash drive. And with that flash drive, they plug it into a computer that is probably on the police's network. And that's entirely incorrect process for, you know, plugging in victims, phones, devices, all that stuff to a computer on a network which yeah yeah not good uh but anyway so they plug it in and they hear john kramer's voice uh, they immediately go ahead and send that flash drive off to the lab to get that voice analyzed mm-hmm. so kramer now states that there are now four left by the way i just want to add that little portion to where we have our four victims now in a barn and with the chainsaw on their necks 
Um, so I wanted to bring that up too. How another small thing I wrote was how now it makes sense that you write that John Kramer was probably watching this whole thing, but I was thinking how crazy this whole contraption in the barn was with oh the syringes. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like how would you know once the syringe is inserted? Yeah, it's 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 all these little things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. You know, like, how would this happen if, the, you know, X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Yeah, but with that, uh, so basically, Billy, the puppet, shows up and wheels out with uh, a little tape saying, play me. Uh, as they start getting hoisted into the air, uh, well, actually, no, as they start getting uh, moved towards the center of the barn, uh, Mitch pulls the cord that has the tape player on it, halting them, while John... Uh, lays out that one of their members is a purse thief who indirectly led to the murder of somebody who they stole from. Yes. And then in order to go ahead and escape, that purse thief needs to inject one of these three syringes that falls from the roof, one of which which contains an antidote to the poison that they were given before the game had started, one of them an acid, and one of them saline. So two of them kill her, one slower than the other, and one of them saves her. Yes. So Kramer personally calls out one of them. Yeah, so as being the purse snatcher. So now I guess I'd be in the same predicament as Carly. You know, you see three needles and you're like, no, 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 no. I ain't doing that. And meanwhile, Ryan is yelling at her, you know, you got to do it. And he has all three in his hand like Wolverine. He's like, you got to fucking do it. So kind of an intense scene there. I was like, man, I wouldn't even know. I try to put myself in like the shoes. I'm like, no, I don't know. Yeah, but I would be the guy because as as soon as like she sees the the needles, she sees three point five three, and she's like three dollars and fifty three cents, and they're like, "What? What does that mean?" She's like, "That's what life is worth to me because that's how much she stole of this girl." Which is crazy though, because she figures it out, but yet she still doesn't want to. Exactly. Like as soon as you see that, you're like, "It's got to be that one." Just shoving in her. Yeah. So regardless, she doesn't want to do it, and as the chain starts to pull the four up, and they are hanging. Uh, Ryan grabs all three and jabs her in the neck with them, which releases all of them. And ooh, now we see Carly suffer a painful, bloody, burning death from the acid. Which, yep, that was a that was brutal. Yep, it was definitely a brutal way to go. Um, and like I said, my little note here, I was thinking, I was like, man, if, if I were in that position, yet she did figure it out, but she figured it out, but her indecisiveness killed her. Actually, sorry, my, my real notes here is I would have done the same thing as Ryan. Well, yeah. I would have like, grabbed all three. And, yeah. Someone, Maybe not all three. I would have, like, you know, tossed one away and been like, all right. Yeah. You know, Taking a chance on this. Yeah. Well, hey, it's either A, it's the acid solution and it kills her, or B, she's safe for the time being. And then you could just spray the syringe out on the floor, see if it starts foaming, and be like, oh, that's the acid. And then stab her with the other See, one. now that would be a funny one. Like, oh, well, if one of these is acid, let's just test it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, hmm. It's like pours a little bit on his skin, starts bubbling. Well, let's not use that one. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, saw logic, I guess. Yep. And then after they all and they all go ahead and drop down, uh, they see Carly die. And we go ahead and have Anna. Yeah, Anna. I keep on wanting to call her Ann. Uh, Anna goes ahead and calls Ryan a murderer. But Ryan says that he's justified, saying that they all would have died if he hadn't done that. So his actions saved the rest of the group, even if they feel as though he murdered her. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now the remaining three victims that are there for something wrong, and we already kind of got to like a confessional point in the barn where they had to confess 
what they did wrong. Yes, and so Ryan's the guy who's just like, yeah, I'm I'm just bad guy. I, yeah, you know, I didn't do anything too bad, but you know, I'm a bad guy. Cheated on my wives and yeah, cheated on my wives. Cheated on my taxes. Them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then also, uh, what do you call it? Mitch is like, oh, I sold a kid a bike and he died, and they're like, that's all. And of course, there's more of that. But yeah. uh, then Anna with the most bullshit story ever of I'm here because my husband rolled over on my baby and killed him. Yeah. And it's like, why would that? But I love how Ryan calls him out. He's like, that's, or calls her out. He says, that's bullshit. Yeah. He's like, that's bullshit. Like, why would you be here for that? It has to be something more than that. So we have our next three, uh, I guess, go into a room, but Ryan tries to walk out a door with a no exit sign. And as we've learned from older Saw movies, you know, to play the game, play the, play by the rules, that sort of thing. So, of course, as Ryan tries to, I guess, cheat the game and go through that door, his foot falls through a floorboard and gets caught in razor sharp wires that tighten around his leg. And the next tape from Kramer instructs him on how they can get out. But this is the part I wanted to talk about where, um, to me, if he wasn't watching this, this would almost be like, an alternate game to the game. Like, let's just say Ryan did follow the rules and I guess they didn't account for him trying to go through a no exit sign. Then what would be his purpose during that silo game? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think the purpose... Oh, actually, yeah, that makes sense because actually, I think I know what it is. Okay. So if Ryan never went ahead and stepped on it, the silo game couldn't work. They couldn't have done it. And they would have... Because the door only opened after he went in. For the silo. So basically, maybe there's an alternate game. Maybe they just kind of sit there and wait it out. Maybe it goes directly to Mitch's game afterwards. Uh, But definitely, I think that uh, with, you know, the leg thing, that's kind of what sets everything else in motion. So somebody had to do it. And I think he was just hoping it was Ryan. Yeah. Now, one of the three would see that and go, oh, we're out. We're going to get out of here. And although it'd be fucking hilarious if. Because you know how he has that like pre-recorded video message of you know Ryan. In order to free everybody, you have to cut off your leg. Like, That's all that what stuff. I'm exactly. What if it was Mitch in there? And he's like Ryan. And he's like I'm not fucking Ryan. <laughs> I see, and that's the part I'm talking about where I don't want to poke too many holes into the story because it's a movie. But that's one of the things where I'm like, it's one of those things with Saw where either a like he really guy, knows these characters. Like yeah, I know what this guy's gonna fucking do it. Either he's like really far ahead in predicting what he thinks they're going to do, or B, he just has an alternate solution for all these different uh, traps and stuff. But you're right. Because if he is in there in person, it would make more sense with all this. Like, uh, let's take it back to like Saw 5. So mm-hmm. in Saw 5, there's this trap at the very beginning where all these five characters are attached to wires that are going to yank them back into like a guillotine to cut off their heads unless they get to a key and get away. What if they just didn't move? So I guess he's just banking on the psychology of I need to get the fuck out of here for them not to move. Because if those people didn't move, nothing would have happened. Because mm-hmm. the timer didn't start until they moved. Yeah. Yeah. That make that makes sense. Yeah. I just imagine he and comes out like a petulant child. You guys are ruining my game. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, so I wrote down here, the trap only worked by chance that Ryan would cheat the game. Yes. So we kind of got into that. All right. Or maybe you're just not thinking with a high enough IQ. Maybe I'm not, and I don't know. So I I lost myself here. 
Well, after all that happens, uh, now we go ahead and get a call saying that a woman has jumped from top of a hospital, uh, but it turns out that it is a body that looks sort of like Carly, but apparently isn't Carly, but we don't figure that out till later, uh, who has acid burns and has been thrown from top of the hospital that Edgar is currently in. So Anna and Mitch, I'm not sure if I went too far ahead of here, Anna yep. and Mitch try to reach a lever to help Brian, only for them to be trapped in a silo that starts to fill with grain. Sort of, they're not trying to reach any lever. Uh, so what the, happens is they go into the silo. Uh, TVs turn on for both Ryan and Anna and Mitch. Uh, they see a remote hanging in the air. So they think, oh, we need to grab this remote. Uh, so Mitch boosts up Anna to grab the remote. And that's when the silo doors close. And Jigsaw says, this silo is going to start filling with grain. Unless you, Ryan, cut your leg in three pieces. Yeah. So we get introduced to that game. And at this point... Uh, we get to a point where we talk about a deep website that is dedicated to Jigsaw. Uh, the de- sorry, the detectives find out that Eleanor, the assistant to Logan, frequents this site, which makes her a possible suspect in the Jigsaw murders. Yep, and that website is uh, JigsawRules.com. <laughs> so corny. <laughs> yes, uh, but with that, uh, Ryan is struggling to pull the handle. Uh, oh, wait, just back up a little bit. So Halloran then questions uh, how kinky El is uh, and shows that he believes her to be the killer, uh, which Halloran just is grasping at straws, it seems like, at this point. Yes. Yeah, but uh, with that, so Anna and Mitch are now inside the grain, uh, and in the grain, after, say, a minute or so, the grain stops to fall, and now weapons start falling from the air. Yeah, a rake, knives, needles, buzzsaws start falling, which... Now it makes sense. I'm thinking, how are all these weapons falling through that opening? Which I don't know if Jigsaw is actually throwing them down through that opening. I would guess so. Just because otherwise it's like, what does he have like a, a shoot with like a bunch of timers on it? And like different subsets of weapons are going down at different rates. It's it's weird. Yeah. that the Small things I think about this movie. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, with that, uh, basically at this point, Anna makes a really good point to Mitch. Which is, if we die, you're definitely going to die. So Ryan's like, fuck, I don't have a choice. And cuts off his limb. Pull, pulls the freaking handle. Oh my goodness. Yep, which I would never do. I would just say, nope, I'm not fucking moving. I'll sit here and bleed out. We're all dead. We're all dead. <laughs> I'm not losing a leg. <laughs> you selfish bastard. I'd rather die from blood loss than die a cripple. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> nope, that's stupid. <laughs> so anyways... Logan meets with Eleanor in a bar in our next scene, and now they get to the point where he doesn't trust Halloran. They Those two kind of have beef. It's kind of implied that he may have purposely shot Edgar during the initial rooftop standoff, uh, which Eleanor later invites Logan to her studio to show her, or show, sorry, show him the full, I guess, jigsaw traps, the full room of jigsaw traps. Yep, however, Logan also goes ahead and mentions how Halloran doesn't know how to hold himself back, uh, which is why he's a bad cop. Mm -hmm. So whenever he had, uh, I think it was like a murder or something like that, that he arrested, he beat the shit out of him, so the guy got off, and then the next day, a little girl got killed, and that's why Logan doesn't like him. Or at least that's what we're told, why he doesn't like him. Turns out to be for a much deeper reason than that. Yes, uh, but yes, over at this warehouse that is filled with all these uh, drig- jigsaw traps, um, I couldn't tell was L just like lighting up a joint in the middle, 
or was that a cigarette? It was a cigarette. Yeah, I couldn't tell. But basically, Logan's like, you need to get rid of all this shit. Like, we need to burn this place down. The cops are after you, all this stuff. And Hunt is just sitting there taking pictures. Yes, which now we think, oh boy, now they're both in big trouble. So, yep. And also, we cut away to Edgar in the hospital being injected into his IV bag and him waking up before switching over to Ryan screaming. Yeah. So with the belief that the Jigsaw Killer is still out there, Halloran orders Kramer's grave to be dug up. And plot so twist... Halloran doesn't order it. The mayor orders it. Is it the mayor? Okay, yeah. I thought it was Halloran. Because they were saying how it's all publicity move because it's re-election year. Yeah. yeah. So of course, plot twist, when they dig up John Kramer's grave, we find Edgar in the casket. Yep. And of course, during that whole process, the news cameras you know, show this very recently dead body uh, live on TV, which isn't really how things work. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm willing to go with it. They go ahead and show this dead body. Everybody's freaked out saying, oh, Jigsaw's still alive, even though he died. <sighs> Was it eight movies ago? Mm-hmm. Or no, six movies ago. Six movies. Yeah. If this is eight, he died in three. So five movies ago. Okay. Perfect. So with that, uh, they go ahead and now... Back at the barn. Yes, so back at the barn, Mitch goes ahead and sees a tractor light up, which has an X on the hood. He opens the hood, sees a tape with his name on it, and starts to play it. But before he can hear anything, he is hoisted up in the air by a trap and hovered over a giant blender-like device, which we previously saw in Elle's warehouse, which, as she stated was a trap that he used before all the others, one that had never been caught. Yes. So my thing with this trap I want to mention now was... You're going to have the same thing as me, I bet. Go for it. Maybe not. Just from the aspect or the view of the trap we had and to where he needed to reach and grab the brake, how would that have possibly shredded him? So that part, but also... So during the trap, Anna jumps up and shoves a piece of rebar through the bike's uh, spokes in order to get the stop. Yeah. He was close enough to reach the brake. I, I I saw that too. Yeah. So he just thought he was safe and he's like, oh, but I don't need a... He's like, oh, yes, I fucking won even though I'm still hanging here and I can't get out. Uh, but the reason for this trap, just to get back to that because it's retarded canon reason that they put in there. So apparently Jigsaw had a nephew that Mitch had sold a motorcycle to. Yep. And this motorcycle uh, had faulty brakes, but he sold it as like new condition uh, with his nephew paying 600 bucks before he got hit by a dump truck. That's a damn steal for a like new bike, by the way. Exactly. It's a damn steal. But because like you've gone with me, I bought Craigslist cars before. You may have bought some with other people. You always get them inspected. So shouldn't this go back to... The nephew, once again, movie logic. Movie logic. Uh, but anyway, this is all revenge because uh, Jigsaw's nephew didn't get a chance, so neither should Mitch if he can't pull the brake. Oh, so that was the point to where since his nephew couldn't pull the brake and survive, basically that was just Mitch's death sentence that, well, you can't reach this. Yes, yeah, because... It, just to skip ahead a little bit towards the end, uh, when we find out who's behind all this, I'll leave it a mystery 
for the editing purposes. Uh, but essentially, at this point in the trap, because this is before all the other ones, this is his first one, he's doing this because these people have either personally wronged him or he feels angry about what they've done. Yeah. So this is him in serial killer mode, not, you know, show these people that life is worth living mode. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't spend too much time on this blender trap, but I thought it was dumb. Just for, like I said, from his as from from the aspect we were looking at, I'm looking at this guy hanging into this blender, right? Yeah, and you think he well, could fit right through the hole. Without... That's something. If he just stayed still, yeah, he would have never got shredded. Yep. Yeah, like he had that moment where like he's jostling his arm over the place and gets cut. That without and then he starts like going like huddling up and screaming. Just keep your fucking arm above your head. Now that makes sense, but also I get it. Maybe if the blades were coming in on him. Yeah. It, it, I, it just doesn't work. It does. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. But anyway, so after Mitch gets all blended up, shot out, uh, Ryan wakes up and screams again, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they go ahead and then go raid Elle's place. Uh, Elle is Eleanor, of course. That's just what they call her. Uh, they place the trap or they find the warehouse with all the traps inside. And then Halloran finds a secret room. Which, I don't know if you caught it, she had, like, clippings of, like, Logan and stuff in there. Like, yeah. It was kind of like a, you know, shrine to Logan, which was kind of weird. Uh, but Halloran pulls a cord, and a body that resembles the body we just saw of Mitch drops from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So now we see that Eleanor, at least we think now that Eleanor is the murderer, or she's now a huge suspect in the murders. So the officers go to, not, not sorry, not the officers, but Hunt. Hunt goes to Logan's house, of course, shows him handcuffs and says, hey, you need, you need to come with me. Now you're a suspect. To where Logan goes, no, 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 no. We got the wrong guy here. It's not me. It's not Eleanor. It's Halloran. Yeah. And I can tell you why. To where he makes a case for Halloran to be the murderer, which I didn't write down the specific reasons. I don't know if you have that of how he would have pinned this on Halloran. I didn't. I think the reasoning behind it is that Halloran wants to get his name out there, be the cop who saved the day, who, you know, got Jigsaw, all this stuff. Uh, but th that doesn't really matter. But the cop side of me is, or the, you know, cop logic side of me. Uh, so he goes to arrest this guy to question him about L because he just saw them together at this warehouse. Uh, this guy just randomly says, uh, Halloran knows that your IA internal affairs, yeah, internal affairs, uh, investigating him for you know shit going on, which is why he's doing this, and that basically L is innocent and he is framing her. So that's the thing is these even Hunt knows that Halloran is a shady dude. Yeah, which like is the thing because he was transferred there by IA to get close to him to you know get yeah. him in trouble. Yeah, which I thought but, was an interesting part of the movie there. A little bit. So but, Hunt. It's Hunt. very quick. Like, it just moved too quick. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking Hunt and Logan knew each other from Fallujah, this and that. So, if, if anything, these guys have been kind of working together, in a sense, from the beginning. You know what I mean? Sort of. Like, uh, I don't know if Hunt, like, told him that he's IA or if he just knew for some reason. Uh, but anyway, after all of that, they agreed to go back to the morgue. Logan digs out the bullet from Edgar. Uh, puts it into a little tray of water, digs it back out, and says, look, this is the same one as the one that came from his gun, so it's got to be Halloran. And Hunt's like, that's good enough for me. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the bullet matches. 
So now we have Anna who wakes up in the basement. Oh no! So Anna, I think I went too far with that one right there. A she tiny act- bit. You're very close. She tries to get outside the door that says no exit. She succeeds, but is pigmanned. Yep. And now Anna wakes up in a basement, chained to a wall. As is Ryan, still alive with something on his leg to stop the bleeding. A man in a pig mask is standing there, but he removes his mask. And to- it's Mark Hoffman. Who? Mark Hoffman. Oh, his actual name, motherfucker. I'm like, no. The detective from the last like four Saw movies. What's what's this? what's John Kramer's real name? John Kramer? Or you mean the guy's name? Yeah, I thought you meant like the. Yeah, I thought you were saying the actor's name. I was like, no, I don't know that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, before you rudely interrupted me with references I don't understand. You don't understand. He was the lead character of Saw four, five, six, and seven. Eh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But he reveals himself as John Kramer. So now we get the idea that John Kramer is still alive in our eighth movie. So he addresses both people as having done terrible things to where we find out that Ryan was reckless in his youth. And I guess it's still reckless to this day. But he caused his best friend to get into a fatal car accident when he tried to stop his drunken shenanigans. And kind of the same thing with Mitch. Isn't it the kid's fault for not paying attention to the road? Because the thing is that Ryan was standing in the backseat drinking and acting like an asshole in this convertible. And the kid turned around like slap at him. And Ryan fell out of the car and he crashed into a wall and immediately exploded. Yeah. Uh, But it's the kid's fault. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, these people play parts in the death. So I can see why they're there. Yeah, but... uh, Basically, John outlines that the whole reason why he's doing this is because a hospital resident fucked up his x-rays, and that hospital resident is presumed to be the same one that we saw in the beginning getting dragged into the blades. Yes. Uh, But basically, because he fucked up his x-rays, he wasn't able to get proper treatment for his brain cancer sooner, so he had to go through extensive chemotherapy. Yeah. So if anything, this is my favorite one right here, to now we find out the truth about Anna who turns out to have been a neighbor of Kramer to where, I guess, I don't know if she couldn't handle having a baby or she was just overloaded on stress where a baby wouldn't stop crying and she ends up suffocating the baby. Yep, and then framing her husband for the murder and he goes to a psychiatric hospital and commits suicide. The saddest part of a Saw movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had no words for that. Honestly, I was speechless. I was just like, wow. So if anything, now that makes me think, okay, Anna was the real one that should have fucking died but yeah like at all this time we were thinking ryan's the worst guy nope it's anna yeah yep uh but anyway after that uh basically logan and it cuts over uh logan and john now arrive at the farm or logan Logan and and eleanor logan and like john who's john (laughs) so logan and l go ahead and get to the farm where l outlines that this farm was jill tucks and is still in the family to this day i guess there's more tucks out there that we haven't been introduced to uh, and that this place is the sole place with this like rare virus that is attached to John Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they go ahead and go into the hospital or not hospital. Um, the barn. Yes. They go into the farm and uh, they see Halloran is tailing. them. So meanwhile, we cut to uh, Hunt in Halloran's house. You know, they're going through his house to find evidence. To where they find the uh, puzzle pieces of human flesh in his fridge yeah, or freezer. As he's trying to call Halloran and say, like, where are you, buddy? I need to talk to you. Yeah. And then Hunt says, oh, we need to get this guy in here now. 
I think this is the part where I, I was telling you I got mixed up. So we get to the part where Kramer places a shotgun with one shell in the barrel. Not quite yet. Okay. So first, uh, as Logan and Elle go through the uh, the farm, they do find all the traps from the game. Uh, they see like the wall with blades, the chains, all that stuff. And uh, Elle starts creaming in her pants at the thought that Jigsaw is still alive. Yeah. Yep. And then now we go ahead and see Jigsaw, who makes it blatantly obvious that you should not use these shotgun shells, that the key is to turn it all around. and Or no, it's they have the chance to turn it all around. Uh, the key is to go backwards, something like that. Yeah, I thought what he said was the key. He was holding the shell and goes, this is the key to your survival. Yeah, this is, is the key to your freedom. The key to your freedom. Yeah. Do you think if, you know, it's funny, as Anna was thinking so literally the whole movie, the very end, she goes, oh, he wants me to kill you. That's my key to freedom. And of course, Ryan's like, no, what the fuck? And you Ryan, know? of course, is like, oh, just as she fires it and gets sprayed backwards because apparently the shotgun shell was put in backwards i was gonna say you would know more about that than i would that that can't happen the backfire like that wouldn't happen no okay it's almost impossible okay thank you yeah but anyway uh with this backwards firing shotgun uh kills anna and then as anna dies ryan discovers that the key was inserted inside the shotgun shell and all they had to do was be nice people for one time in their lives and they would have been free if they just worked together and were nice. That'd Which be it. I thought that ending to me was fantastic. Almost kind of like that deeper meaning, like, like, you know, here's your key to freedom. Of course, obviously we fucking know as a NASA movie. Oh, they don't think clearly and they act on their spontaneous. Yeah. On impulse instead act of thinking on impulse. things yes. through. So that to me was really good. Yeah. Um, I think we were talking about, your saw five or saw six where there's that trap where uh uh you had to, like cut off pieces of yourself in order to weigh it mm-hmm. and there was like a big fat guy and a little girl and she was cutting off his arm he was cutting off belly fat and we were discussing why wouldn't you just take a shit in there like pee in it or something yeah like pee in it throw up something like that because it's all just like a bucket you can just do it without murdering yourself or mutilating yourself yeah <sighs> one of those things yeah i don't i don't know or even if you just did like blood or even better yet like your clothes got away something take off all of your clothes and shove it down the box mm-hmm. i don't know it, it soak your clothes and piss and throw it in you know what i mean it's yeah like, like that, that would work out perfectly but it's just stuff like that to where saw logic is you think of the first thing to come to your mind and that's what you do you don't sit there and think it over which is retarded because every single one of these things could have been resolved just by thinking it through a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with that, now that they go ahead and uh, finish uh, Anna and Ryan's story, uh, now we go ahead and go back over to Logan and Elle who get confronted by Halloran and Halloran uh, gets disarmed by Logan, but then Logan in turn is knocked out by Halloran. Yeah. Or knocked out in quotes. So now we get to our final scene. Logan and Halloran both wake up in a basement with devices around their necks uh, that are rigged with those laser cutters we saw earlier. Yes, but now they are in the area with the laser cutters around their neck. And Logan wakes up first yelling about why am I here and all that stuff. Yeah. So they're standing in the middle of the room with 
two, it's like a box with two buttons with a final tape, giving them the choice to press a button that would kill or save each other. But the point is they're supposed to be confessing their, not their sins, but they're, they're supposed to confess something that they've done wrong. No. So the, the point of the buttons was the machine will automatically go ahead and pick somebody in 60 seconds. No, I know. However, uh, if somebody likes to go first to confess their sins, they can press their own button. That's what I, that's what I was saying was the point of them being there was to confess. Sort of. You said like the buttons would kill the other. I guess I did write that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so they go ahead and uh, say, you know, Logan's like, I'm not going first. And Halloran's like, all right, I'll go first. I'm the bad guy. Goes press his button, says yoink, and just presses Yogan, Logan's. Yeah. So Logan admits the sin, which is that we find out he was the doctor that mixed up Kramer's x-rays with another patient. Of course, meaning that his cancer could have been detected earlier, as we said before. Um, even though he does confess his sins, the laser appears to kill Logan. And, of course, Halloran, seeing this, thinks he's free. Until, of course, he's pulled back to the wall and the lasers, act- lasers activate on his device. And now we can see that as the lasers are actually singeing the wall. Yeah, the cement or the, wall. the roof. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Halloran now starts uh, explaining that he is a very, very bad man. Uh, he killed innocent people. He has let innocent, or murderers go, uh, all this bad stuff. And as he finishes his confession, uh, he sees the laser start to go down and go away. And then he looks up on the other end of Logan's side and sees that there's no burn marks on the top. Yes, to where Logan, then of course is still alive, rises up and removes his device and walks over to pull. Um, it was a yeah, pull off a sheet. Oh wait, sorry. Pull off his collar and then uh, you're skipping ahead a little bit, but I know. Oh yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. I, I was. But he basically now we come to the realization that Logan is behind this. At least I came to the realization that oh okay, Logan was behind this whole thing, obviously, since he was alive and he popped off his collar. Um, and now, you can explain this better than I could since it was, I was very vague, but we find out that Halloran was one of the main contributors of Logan's wife dying. So, sort of. So, Edgar killed uh, Ed, uh, Logan's wife. So, okay. Edgar, from the beginning, killed Logan's wife and... Halloran contributed to Edgar walking away from that. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, but of course, since it was never proven, as Halloran says, uh, meaning that he was investigated for it, but it could never be proven because Halloran was stopping it from happening because he was a con- confidential informant. Yeah. So, or criminal informant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, as Halloran pleads for mercy and, yeah, admitting all that. So, here's a part I was going to. Talk about where he removes uh, a device and walks over to pull off a sheet, revealing the long decomposed corpses of Anna and Ryan. So now we find out that this whole game we were watching with Ryan, Anna, Carly, and Mitch, was it? Yep, Mitch and now Logan. Logan, that this was 10 years ago. And this was basically the first trap and making this, I guess, entire film a half prequel. I don't know if that sounds right. Sort of, because the thing is, is that coinciding with everything going on, he was doing the exact same game with other people, Mm -hmm. 
but with only three people as opposed to five. Him and Halloran are the final players. Yeah. So those three people that all died in the same exact way, those all fit the bill of, you know, the original people who were in this game. So it's technically just him doing the game over. Yes, that's what I was going to say. So when we see these new, those new bodies from the bridge, uh, the shredded body, these were all the same game, but different people that we never even met. Correct. Yeah, yeah they were just people who looked sort of like the original ones. Yes. But also were bad people that he could trick into a game. Yes. Yeah. So we find out that Kramer actually let Logan live, realizing that what Logan did was an honest mistake and he shouldn't have to die for it. But instead, he actually takes Logan on as kind of an apprentice to build these games or these contraptions. Yep. He becomes the first apprentice of Jigsaw uh, before, uh, what's his name, the Dr. Gordon, before Mark uh, Hoffman, uh, before any of the other people, Amanda, that's the air person, uh, you know, before any of them joined with him. I think it's hilarious, and I'll, I'll, I'll get, I guess I'll get to this now, but I love how these people who were originally in the games and escaped become his apprentices as opposed to just like, you know, get me the fuck out of here. You're crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And want to be part of something greater, but to me is weird because the whole thing regarding the game and the origination of it is the jigsaw was in a car accident. Uh, that car accident almost took his life. So he appreciated life more after that. And so because of that, he wants other people to feel the same. So he manipulates this, you know, the games to work out and to where they're almost going to die. But they should, if they're smart, be able to live and they'll appreciate life more. Yeah. Makes sense. And then one thing that I saw that I'm probably reading way far into. Uh, so after Logan goes ahead and explains that all this was 10 years ago and that it's all over, this is a new game and they're the final contestants. Uh he covers Ryan's corpse with the sheet and leaves Anna's uncovered. I think that's supposed to kind of symbolize that Logan feels bad for Ryan because in the end, Ryan did figure it out. Ryan reformed himself into thinking, you know, logically and wanting to help and get out of this. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just something to kind of kick in that he feels as though Ryan shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. That's actually pretty deep. I like that. Yeah, because if you think about it, almost all the people that, uh, what do you call it, uh, Jigsaw chose besides Carly and Anna, all made honest mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mitch shouldn't have sold that bike, but how was he supposed to know that the kid was going to die? I think that was tough luck just because that was Jigsaw's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that really was. Well, kind of like with Anna. Well, if she wasn't living next to Jigsaw, she would have gotten away with it scot-free. That's true. That's true. Um, but Detective Jigsaw is on the case. Yeah. Uh, so now the end here, I was just going to say, Logan starts to uh, leave just as the laters, sorry, lasers are about to cut Halloran's head. And I was going to say, I don't know if you want to say like a head of lettuce or like a tomato or like a blooming onion. That's why I put blooming blooming onion. onion. That's yeah. the, <laughs> the blooming onions his head, which... There's no bones in there. Yeah, I just... There's fucking skull bones, but they forgot about that. Yeah, that CGI was a little meh. But regardless, Logan kind of has this whole spiel of I speak for the dead going on, which he says before he shuts the door. Yep. Ending the movie. Yeah. So essentially what I get out of this is that now with Logan kind of taking up the reins of Jigsaw, 
he's not out to do the same thing as him. Uh, he's not looking to go ahead and reform people. He's looking to get even with the people who should have gotten even with. The mm. people who have been murdered, resulted in the murder of, stuff like that. Yeah. So now that we're done with this, and I guess we can kind of lead off into the next Saw movie, which we talked about in 2021. We, I'm assuming I haven't looked at about I haven't looked up Saw 9, whatever it is. It's Spiral from the Book of Saw. That's the title. Spiral. So it's Will not this technically be... a Saw movie. It's, it's not. It's a prequel. It's when the Saw stuff is first starting to go on. It follows the detectives who are starting off the case. Okay, so actually, so it might include Logan then, or no? This is actually no, it's not because this is this one. It's supposed to be an entirely separate one, or no, no. Uh, this one is supposed to be a copycat. I think it might be Logan. Copycat. Let so, me so let me take to... a look. I want to see if uh, the actor who played Logan is in this one. He is not. So this is kind of confusing now. So now, yeah, I see where people kind of get this idea of like. Maybe Saw kind of goes in way too many places here. So if the, now this is a copycat, unless it ties into a real Saw. So it doesn't look like they've done it. Okay, so no, this is after the original Saws. So it says that uh, the Chris Rock and uh, some other dude, Max Magilia, I don't know who that is, uh, essentially they go ahead and take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of a gruesome past in the city so this is something that has already happened so jigsaw all that stuff has probably already gone on and they're investigating the aftermath okay that'll be interesting then yeah so it's just like the next part of the chapter interesting okay okay which of course spiral was supposed to release this year now has been pushed back to may 21st of 2021 due to the COVID 19 pandemic Mm mm-hmm Yes, which I love how every video we make, we kind of talk about it, but yes, we're still in the pandemic. <laughs> I'm waiting for our next video where we're just like, eh, and everyone, everything's back to normal. You didn't hear it? It's over. My ass. Yeah. By the time this video comes out, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Judge by how long it takes me to fucking edit these. Hopefully, okay, I don't know, you have to add all this in the video, but I was just going to say, hopefully... I think I feel like that was pretty smooth. Yeah. So with the ratings, I believe we went over in the beginning, but just to recap, I had an IMDb score of 5.8, a Rotten Tomato score of 33%. And how did you feel it did? I feel like, you know, this wasn't my favorite Saw movie. Not saying I'm some Saw expert and I watched other movies, which I, I think pretty sure throughout the years I have. I would say, now the Rotten Tomatoes one is low, 33 out of 10. I would go more IMDb 5, 5.5 out of 10. I feel like, you know, it was good. It wasn't the pointless murder people talk about, or it wasn't bland, boring. It wasn't any of that, I feel like. This was actually, it had a good story. At, you know, kind of shows, it was cool. It was a good twist that this was a prequel to, you know, you half mean, prequel. Like prequel. Yeah, like half prequel, yeah. Yeah, it, that part was really cool to me, how, you know, it kind of gets into that. But also, you know, I see I see what people are talking about saying, okay, now you're just stretching it, making this a half prequel. But all that aside, the movie itself was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. I, I really did, you know. So 5.56 for me would be a, a fair score. Not the best low-budget horror movie I've seen, but it was good. I enjoyed it. 
Yep. And then, of course, for me, I'm going to be giving this two ratings. One, a Saw movie rating, because I am a huge fan of Saw franchise. I've seen every single one multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then also a regular movie rating, because at this point, with how many Saw movies there are, I got to do two. That's fair. So I'll just establish my baseline of what I consider to be a good Saw movie. Uh, So Saw 1 and 2 are my favorites. I would say those are 10 out of 10, and then we work down our way from there. Yep. So with that, uh, I would go ahead and rate this one for a Saw movie a solid 8 out of 10. Because it's not the crazy shit that you see at the end of the Saw series, the Saw final chapter. Uh, It's, you know, not cartoonish, just random shit. But it's not Saw 2 and 1 where it's more based in reality. It seems like something that could actually happen. That That's fair. Yeah, so I would say it's up there in Saw movies, but it's not the best. Yeah. Uh, and then for a regular movie score, I would have to give it a 6.5. 6.5? That's, that's, that's pretty high in my opinion, but okay. Yeah, for me, the, the things that really hurt it is the plot holes of the traps. Because, of course, as we did with almost every trap that came up, there's so many plot holes in saw traps that just make no sense. Like if someone does something different, it throws off the whole thing. Now, now it don't work or it doesn't trigger it. or So what I think could solve that in the future is showing the backups. Like if this doesn't happen, this happens. But then showing that this could have gone any path and it ended up the way that the uh, killer wanted to. But So we, t- we talked about it. I think the point was that these people are so... I'm not, I'm not stupid, but they're so predictable. That's why these traps work. Like, we know Ryan's going to go crazy and try to escape. Well, I get that it's supposed to be like these people are so predictable and, and Jigsaw understands how this works. Yeah. But it's not good enough of an explanation. It's not. It you, really isn't, yeah. You need backups in order for the story to make sense. I'm talking from the average person who's going to see this and go, well, you guys are missing the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, for example, the very first movie, they were fucked from the beginning. Because, I don't know if you remember, in the very first movie, the first opening scene is he wakes up in the bath and he lifts his leg, which takes the drain out. Mm -hmm. And a key that would have freed them both floats down the drain. I want to get to the whole explanation, but I feel like we get off off topic. But yeah, we can. I was going to quickly say that seemed real unfair. Yeah, that's real unfair. Which is why, essentially, that's what fucked them over. If they were just calm and woke up drowning and, you know, didn't shake and get all fucked up, they yeah. would have been alive today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But. Yes, and it's it's mostly the same with a lot of Saw movies, to where their choices is either go forward, like Saw 4, for example. I think it's Saw 4, where uh, Riggs, uh, the, the black partner of Donnie Wahlberg, uh, goes to uh, save him. And Jigsaw's like, if you just stay here, everything will be fine. But if you continue on this path, you'll lead to your partner's death. He says it straight up in English, but the guy just keeps on going forward and ends up killing his partner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So throughout the whole thing with Saw is that you need to have backups in case something goes wrong and show what those backups are in order for the story to make sense. Otherwise, it's just not very feasible. Mm-hmm. But that being said, with Saw as a whole, uh, I would rate the whole series at about a 7 out of 10. Because definitely there's their very low points, their very high points. Uh, but with that, I personally feel 6.5 is decent enough. I'm very excited for what they do next, though. 
I am too. I really, you know, like we talked about, if AMC's still in business, we're going. We got to check it out. Yep, I definitely want to see Chris Rock in a Saw movie. That's going to be really interesting. That will be. That will be. I think he had some sort of writing credit on it too. And mm-hmm. he he did an interview where he was saying this is not going to be a funny movie. Like he, it's going to be a serious drama movie. From Chris Rock. From Chris Rock. Now that itself is for me. We have to see. All right. Well, we'll definitely go ahead and see that. But apart from that, uh, definitely. Not the 33% the Rotten Tomatoes rated it for either of us. So we would say that this movie is not that bad. Definitely not. Yep. So as always, like, comment, uh, let us know what you want to see. If there's a movie that, I, I would say like a mainstream movie that we've never really saw that maybe got really bad reviews but is pretty good that you guys want us to take a look at. Um, I know we always kind of have ideas, but... I feel like there are a couple out there where we're going to be like, oh, of course, why don't we think of that? So, And please try to find something on a normal streaming service. That way we don't have to watch this through Russian rips and stuff like that. <laughs> I was getting ads for boner pills, but anyways. Yeah. Well, I have ads blocked, but you know. Yeah, well. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, definitely thank you for your patience if you are by any chance waiting for new videos because I'm getting fucked by YouTube's copyright system. So hopefully we get that all straightened out for this one and it gets up in a reasonable amount of time. But if not, see you guys later.